are power crystals. Getting cute. Critical and, and metaphysical. Everybody, welcome to an episode, new episode of We Are Power Crystals. My name is Leah Garza, and I am joined with our co-host, one of two other co-hosts, Jason Perez. Say hi, Jason. Hey, everybody. And we have a really special guest today. We are joined by one of our favorite people and a very <coughs> magical person, Angela Mary Magic. And we're, we've been talking about having you on for a really long time, Angela, and, and we had some false starts to this episode. <laughs> I'm so glad that we're back, and I just want to say hi and welcome, and thank you for coming. Oh, How are you doing this Oh, morning? my goodness. I'm doing good. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jason. Hey, hi, welcome. Hi, Worldwide web of cuteness <laughs> i'm so happy to be here in the false starts or or is that just how we refer to 2020 now like this idea that there's 2020 vision it's fractal as fuck though isn't yeah, it it, it is, is just everything is just so inside yeah. all these facets and we have to just keep fl really flexible it's a bizarre it's time and i'm just so happy to see you. you're my favorite sweethearts too and i just you send blowing you kisses up the road, smoky kisses up the road in smoky California. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I just, so we attempted to record this episode and we had some tech issues on my part, but I really meditated on what happened and mm. it just was very interesting to me. Um, I think that we were guided away from whatever we were about to talk about. Like maybe there would have been some repercussions that we weren't able to handle if we had released the stuff we were talking about. So <laughs> I'm, I think, you know, the universe, God X, whomever yeah. for, yeah. you know, putting that block in our path so that we would be able to have this conversation today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, 2020 is just, yeah, it's a wild time. But um, it's almost like things needed to get actually physically yeah. embodied worse for us to gather. Like yeah. it had to be even more pressure, more had to be piled on. That was too yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the fires. Are you experiencing the smoke and the fires? And in, in horrible. Yeah. We're in this funny um, basin, too, in the marshlands of this, you know, like crying out stolen land of the Tongva people here in Orange County. It's just there's so much blood in the soil and it hangs low. And because it's wetlands, it's so fecund. It's so full of life. And yeah. It's such a migratory path. And it the smoke hangs here and it's eerie and it's totally real and i think that it's speaking volumes like it's actually physically yeah. telling us sit down listen i can't breathe you know all yeah. those things yeah yeah i was just speaking with somebody who was remarking on how actually i think it was katie who's not here today but um 
on how everything that's come up has been an iteration of lung issues, like from the yeah. you know COVID entering yeah. the lungs to like, oh, you know, George Floyd saying I can't breathe to now the smoke. It. It's remarkable. Yeah. yeah, it is. The breath of life is like threatened. Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing the metaphor in so many, across so many different examples. It's, and, and it's like, when are we going to, when will, when will we collectively like turn and face this? Who knows? So true. And we're always keeping it light and lovely in our chit chats, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're just- we're we're i know i know well this is like one of the reasons why i wanted you to be on here because so i met you in la i think it was it last year or the year before at the terrible okay yeah so that was just 2019 okay or were you at moon market at um, no. Macaris. Okay, so it was just out. So that was at the very end of 2018. So 2019, then I met you. Yeah, and I, I know that like from the jump, my, my impression was like this person goes deep and can handle depth and is not a bullshit person, and that was like a part of my like resonance with you and so like of course we're gonna like jump into like yeah the gut right away yeah exactly well body death i mean that's all there is i mean all of this just feels like such a um reductive bumper sticker time where we could just go back to all the cliches of like the minute you're born you're dying you know shit like that yeah. That, but that that's always been in place yeah and the earth holds our stories in layers and layers and sedimentary rock it's just yeah. all there why in fact we fight it so much is a miracle yet we are in these bodies and we are alive and we're just walking each other back to the grave it's just so simple, yet throughout our life, we have to develop our dialect and our own tongue and our own word bank, if you will, of understanding of what this is, which is super individual, yet what we're doing is fully collective. So it's just a mind fuck, and I'm not really sure why anyone's in denial about the mind fuck of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a gorgeousness to the earth holding our stories, and like Jason and I were talking about clay when you weren't able mm. to be in our last call. And just that the holding of the story in the utter simplicity of like shit, actual excrement yeah. and bones and death and old water stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our memories are just compacted and every now and then we'll place a bloody hand print on the wall that somehow makes it tens of thousands of years. I don't know. I'm kind of in love with that simplicity. Yeah. Even though I have to be a person developing my dialect to deal with the the falsehoods and the, the, the like um, noise yeah. that's 
created to distract us from those bloody handprints, which yeah. is all I want to do. I don't know. Yeah. But yet we all know inside that that's just such bullshit. Um, and the way that we affect each other is real and so obvious. Um, I'm in this other pressure cooker to me, which I know is how we create fossils is with pressure. Yeah. So I'm trying to be in the flow of pressure now because that's so sexy to me that like we can make a forever print by being under pressure yeah. from different directions, things under us, over us, heat, cold, everything all pressurized. So my pressure is in that, you know, I've been this lifelong witch. I got into the current situation I'm in called mothering teens very later in life. I didn't have my baby, you know, till I was 40. And so now I'm needing to share with people my beliefs of how to survive. Yeah. Yet I'm so totally in the dance and awareness and celebration that we're all dying. And so yeah. it's really hard to be upbeat with teenagers and they deserve it and need it so very much. So I've got my heavy pressure on me right now, which feels totally like a reflection of these times of 2020. Yeah. So I have way more questions than answers, even since two weeks ago yeah. when we gathered. Because oh, yeah. the school year started and all the other constructs yeah. that I'm not even sure I believe in. Right, yeah. <laughs> When, when you speak, I feel like is one of the things that's come up for you this year, like, do you think about your legacy or like how you will be remembered? Cause you mentioned like the fossil and like the print mm -hmm. to me, those are like things of like, those are relics of, of existence and like, yeah. Cause I definitely have gone through like this other <laughs> orientation of like, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I'm, I'm already dead. I'm forgotten and not in a doom and gloom way. I don't know how you can do that. <laughs> but upbeat. <laughs> yeah, but like, just in a, like, I don't, I, I don't, there, there is actually no pressure on me to be anything because I'm already extinct. And, and so when you talk about like the, the print and the fossil, I'm wondering yeah. like what, what is underlying that for you? Like what's come up for you? That? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, more questions than answers, but I would, I would say for me, I know I'm coming back because we're all made of that stardust. Those, those, um, organic stuffs that have been before. Yeah. So like when I connect with you, Leah and Jason too, it's like, Oh, we're from the same pile of horse shit. I know you. <laughs> I mean, I think it's physical. I think it's physical. Yeah. So we are dead and we're legacies. It's yeah. both. It's so maddeningly simple that I want to shriek. Yeah. Only because I need to make a wholesome meal later for people to survive. It's just yeah. so... Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like I've got to uphold out. shit like yeah. laundry. Yeah. Yeah. You're constantly like zooming way out and then way in and way out and way in. Yeah. 
to like live yeah. the everyday life, but also live on this like in you know eternal existential level too. Yeah. I can't even listen to people talk about their core, even to like make their back strong. Cause I'm like core. Now I've lost in what the core is. I'm thinking about the earth. I'm thinking about what the main seed is of all this existence. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's mm-hmm. all the, the, it's even our language. Our dialect is crying out for us to pay attention. <laughs> so this is like why I wanted to talk to you because I, you, your the way you think and your facility with language to express yourself is so unique and so rich and i have you always been You're like so this? cute a goddamn talker <laughs> like like yeah they every conversation is like a a tapestry <laughs> that i cannot yeah <laughs> see where it starts or ends <laughs> Yeah. No. Isn't that reflective of all of this though? Like I can't even with the forest for the trees um you, you know everything just being reduced down to a bumper sticker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is just so fucking detailed in yeah. its need. Literally every single thing is like shrieking and crying out to be all heard the and seen because it might die. Mm-hmm. Exactly, California. Everyone's style. funny license plate. But yeah. I'm just saying that you have a singular and amazing lens that picks up on that. And I I'm just wondering, like, were you like an eight-year-old that was looking at all those details? Were you like always like so in tune to like the worlds inside the worlds and and all of the find minutia of life you feel like i love you i mean i'll just speak directly to the person that's like what in the actual fuck is going on in this conversation so i'm talking to you if you're listening to this and you're confused i'm talking to you this is a content warning i brought up a pile of horse shit as a way of just a first blush of saying all of the things that I've physically experienced are glorious and hideous. And some of them include very horrible brushes with suicide, with being a ch- very, very young child that I would consider a baby that was sexually abused by multiple parties, multiple generations in a very fucked up situation. None of it inside my household. So I have a very unique thing that I've dove into with witchcraft and with therapy lots of therapy yeah and with just being a freak in general to help me cope with the fact yeah. that this body is battered yeah. and it's here and my bones will go back to this earth with that story and they will come back as something else many 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 yeah. other things so my responsibility is tending to these bones in that place so what a weird content warning. If you're not up for talking about people that have killed themselves around me and continue to do so, and you're not up for hearing about how I was sexually abused, probably because you're in a Me Too situation, you should probably bounce from this conversation right now. It's not easy. And it's the story that my bones are telling. Yeah. And this is why we invited you here. 
I love you. Love. I just, I mean, we want to be having these conversations that are not masking anything that are not, that are finding the exact purpose and beauty right in and adjacent to the trauma that we've experienced that it's, it's all right there. And I think that like you, you always, in every conversation that we've ever had together, I feel like you bring both of those things completely so that I don't know. I don't, I'm getting maybe off topic, but I just want to appreciate you for that. And I love you, honey. But yet I really just want to just to have a feast and lay around and like also like belly laugh and party and talk about eyeshadow. Yeah. It's literally both. It's an exquisite and hideous and it's both. Yeah. Neither one of them are like some easy thing like fake or you know what I mean it's just it's both yeah the pleasure and the pain are just so related yeah it's all of it and yeah I think that we have a lot of listeners that are looking for permission to have levity in the face of like trauma and I just want to say you have that permission you have that permission we all have that permission. So, um, I don't know, Jason, do you want to, if you have any questions, just jump in whenever you feel like it. Um, okay. I feel a little possessed. I don't know. Something is present with us and it's making me feel very out of body. Um, so do you feel that? Yeah. Anybody? No. <laughs> My heart was pounding talking about the story of bones. Yeah. Like it it entered in my heart. Yes. That was the access place for me, pounding blood magic. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of glad that they took away going out to lunch. It was such a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> I miss distractions, though. Me too. <laughs> I was so good at it. It was almost my career. Yeah, me, me too. Me too. We were uh, called to more. Yeah. I want to hear about the possession now. I'm just like, yeah. How are you going to start that? with that and then get quiet? Because I'm like, I can't even use my mouth right now. It just feels like, I don't know. Something is, it's like all of us are an ingredient in this cauldron and it's invoking something that it doesn't feel foreign, but just has not, been here with me at least for a while um but i can feel it in my chest i feel like short of breath i feel hot i feel dizzy um these are all my like spirit presence symptoms um does that happen around you a lot angela mary i mean people don't admit it to me as much but i know it (laughs) 
<laughs> my jaw, I mean, I'm just into the possession now. My jaw is quivering in a unique way. It's yes. horizontal. It's horizontal, and I don't mm-hmm. mean like in a cocaine manner. I just <laughs> manner. mean jitters, little horizontal yeah. jitters. Yes. So I have a little bit of a, a throat opening and horizontal jaw jitters that are bouncing off of the bottom chamber of my heart. Also, no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, honestly. And it feels very wild tongue. It feels very much like damn the torpedoes. Do you, do you feel like you just want to just say shit now? Kind of. I'm have this internal prayer now that's, uh, when this happens, is that I'm willing to give voice to what is present mm-hmm. um, as long as it's within my boundaries. So, like, you can't take over my body or you can't, like, start disrespecting people I'm in front of um, unless that has to happen. I don't know. You know, I blocked myself from saying quicksand a minute ago. Does that mm. have any meaning for you? Quicksand. It, when you said soft boundaries, it, it, it made me say quicksand, which I blocked a few minutes ago. That's reminding me of Princess Jasmine drowning in the hourglass with the Fuck. sand coming down on her. Yeah. Um, so maybe we're breaking that hourglass. Please do. Take the swing. Oh. Poor Maybe. Princess Jasmine. Yeah. She really didn't need that shit. She still doesn't. People are still loading stuff onto her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about Princess Jasmine in forever. Hmm. Well, what do you want to say? Nothing. Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> huh. I'll be honest with you. I hope that you are called to speak from that incredible place which has beckoned you that you have a dance with where you have a way of being in your animal body with it and you've already developed that dialect like i was saying where you know you have chosen to remain in the dance and also remain in your body that right there is a huge negotiation and i admire you so much and i'm like so about it i feel super honored just in a plain way to witness this moment. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like it's happening to us all the time, but we don't know how to identify it or, yeah, I don't know. So where do we go now? Well, how to stay functional inside of a life that you are in that um, delicious, um, and unique, I would even call it like 
being like a in the forefront of this thing where you you recognize that all of us are being beckoned to that and yeah. yet you answered the call so i'm interested in how that feels to be the person that you are in this moment mm-hmm. well i feel like it relates to what we were talking about like being both dead and alive, here, not here. Leah always talking about I don't exist or I'm nothing because of this awareness of all the small things you are, like Leah's, the things you're speaking towards and Leah's um, fascination with the particles of life. Um, So like, how do I ever know if I'm the one called Jason is talking or just some speck of rock or bone or iron from blood is talking. Oh, that's so gorgeous. Somebody out there in the world, write that down. Speck of iron of blood talking. Does it matter if it's you or something else? Great question. That makes me think of what you always talk about, like, well, who is... Who is the I or who is the me or what even is it? Me? I say that? Yes, foo. My God, my memory is bad. (laughs) I mean, that's what I feel when I open the records now. I'm like, am I even opening the records or is this something else talking now? That's your whole brand. I don't exist. (laughs) Okay. No? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's going there for a minute. It's not going to stay there. I can already tell it's not going to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like trying to understand who's talking it doesn't even matter anymore mm. because I'm the exact right mouthpiece for whatever is going to come, whether it's from my own consciousness or something else. Oh, how wonderful. How do you feel like you got there, Leah, to be able to just like not have to ID? Um, I think it's a, a journey into self-confidence that when you, when I start out and when I see a lot of like Akashic readers start out, they really want to know like, is this the records? Is this me? Is this my intuition? And they want to like have like a really pure you know they want to be a pure channel and they want to like know concretely and and be able to discreet like like discreetly like separate out is this me is this them and then the more i realize that like people i'm gonna read the way that i'm gonna read people come to me to talk to me it stopped being important to like know like what if it's me or not it doesn't matter because it doesn't even matter if i listen if i it doesn't even matter if i am buying into the akashic records as truth or not because what people want to hear is the story that i'm going to tell them and it's usually a story of giving them permission to live their lives that they couldn't come to on their own yeah so it doesn't matter if it's just me saying it or not permission to live their life is that what you said yeah yeah it's beautiful but again that simplicity yeah 
Yeah. And yet there's these complexities that maybe even aren't like the capitalist patriarchy put onto us. Mm-hmm. These, these intricacies of like, let's say everything was stripped away. We'd still have to decide as we're trying to exist, is this berry that I'm about to pull off the vine and eat going to kill me? Yeah. You know, there's always deciphering that keeps yeah. you fully physically animal present Absolutely. in these moments. And you, navigating that is challenging with or without all the other super harmful things that people construct to try to feel safe. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I think about a lot is like, like simplicity really is everything. Like how simple it is that what we really just want is to feel good. That's like everyone, like what all the, that's like what we really just want is to have, not that we want to ignore or not deal with challenges, but that mm-hmm. the challenges don't, reinforce some kind of latent belief that we're trash that we're undeserving yes. you know, like and all yeah. we want is to let go of that belief that we're worthless and it's so simple because on the one hand yeah. it's like you can just let it go you could just mm-hmm. drop the rope and not be in a tug of war mm-hmm. and on the other hand no you can't it's so hard it's so hard to believe so maddening that. yeah <laughs> And I think that 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 pleasure and pain, that commingling, speaks to our body literally chemically requiring pleasure. It fucking requires it. (laughs) It's not even anything that you can bypass. You can't make it without it. You literally can't. Your brain can't function without the dopamine and all the delicious things that are so fucking important. And I'm not a doctor, motherfuckers, but this is my sweet medicine. Get busy feeling good any way it's offered. And I know that that sounds hedonistic and way overly simplistic, but does it? But even he like the idea of hedonism is a concept of judgment. It's not even I a totally thing. It's like so like every time we block ourselves from feeling deserving of joy is because we're so programmed into like the trauma or the capitalism or the productivity yeah. or like the, mm. it's not coming from inside us those those signals to block pleasure. Agreed. Agreed. For me, it's always the basket that went around at church, which was constant in my life. There was always the way that you had to push out the pleasure to others. And I live that now. I love it. I do. And it's so mixed up inside of that basket always coming around where you got to just offload your pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, it's, it's uniquely tailor made to whatever language I've developed in my mind. So deciphering, like Jason, we're talking about what's you, what's, um, uh, unique spirit source that wants to speak through you. That is just like the entire rabbit warren to just travel in forever because are we just this, yawning hole for things to flow in and out of that isn't even real. I just ruined your podcast by saying that sentence. 
that you birthed my new Instagram page. <laughs> Yawning, Yawning hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> <you> so much. <laughs> this whole conversation was just trying to get there. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> <Just> nasty. Um, <laughs> oh my god. So can you can you talk about your origins as a witch? Like what uh-huh. when did you know? How did you know? How did that happen yeah. for you? Yeah. I mean it's all kind of up for me now because the full moon on Halloween is coming. And so it, we've not had a full moon on Halloween for 19 years. And so 19 years ago, I was a practicing witch in a coven doing shit. And I have a story about what happened that night that I literally have just not physically been able to get out of me. So it's coming out in little pieces, right? And so... Um, I left the ritual that was in super South County, Orange County, and I live in super North County, Orange County. I decided to take PCH, and this is before I was a mother, and I could do all those things, and I like was super cute, and my car had a moonroof. Shit that happens before you have other really heavier things, like keeping people alive, having a dumb mortgage, shit like that. And I was driving north, And I had this full-blown apparition of Mary show up. And I'm just going to blurt it out because there's no other way to exist. So here comes out of my yawning hole, Mary (laughs) appeared in front of me and I pulled my car over and she orgasmed. She lifted her blue cloak and orgasmed out Lilith. And so that was 19 years ago. So before that, as a little, little girl, because I'm from such a gigantic family, I've got eight brothers and sisters and mom and dad are still alive and just two miles from me. Everybody's still alive. And in California, everybody's got a different story of their reality. And in my reality, because we took a whole church pew in, in my life, um, that's a long stretch of, space. There's a long stretch of real estate in a, in a Catholic church. Mm. We had to be organized about it. So we always sat on the left by Mary. Um, and I would just be with her for, for, for my whole life. And because from the very beginning of my life, there was sexual trauma from outside sources outside of my home, I, I was always sort of in this what in this surviving physical surviving moment and mary just took me in and so being little and underneath a statue and you could kind of see up that blue cloak and see the feet and see the there was always fresh roses and candles around her i mean want to talk about brands i'm just like the most clunky of witches i'm just I survived because Mary pulled me beyond those veils, beyond that blue cloak, mm-hmm. to a place that was uh, where I am now, where I'm actually appreciative that I'm one of half of the people in 
my life and I believe all of life that have experienced sexual trauma. So I can now thank my abusers for helping me develop a practice of survival, a practice of empathy and, and compassion, a practice of seeing through bullshit, a practice of, of looking at someone who's trying to groom me and saying, fuck you. Yeah. And stay the fuck away from my family. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that tricky stuff where they don't even know they're grooming. All the, that predator prey shit. Mary has been my original kind of being to call bullshit on all of that and to see the sacredness of the body and orgasmic pleasure and the underworld yeah. and how to hide and survive and how to still be um, kind of like in your ritualistic pleasure in a room that's filled with harm, active scenarios of complete harm. So I don't know, Does it was that too much of the tapestry? I mean, literally, it's never not been there. I've been able to kind of through ritual know that. And this is like, I'm not very popular in my family anymore. Um, I don't think that any of them will hear this. Yeah. Everything I do is a love letter to my children. And yeah. so they know this story. But I believe I was the mother of this group, not too many ancestral generations ago of the physical family that I'm in now. Yeah. So I just, I'm so interested in the journey of witchcraft because it's physical embodiment, because it's the simplicity of taking the time to be with my vision, my reality, my body as it is now, my body as it was you know, this huge worshiping of bones and what knit them together with ancestors. But truly, truly, I love being part of the dance and the conversation of how rituals were stolen. Yeah, (laughs) It keeps me on the edge of my seat. I'm just constantly interested in like how to be in a listening place with that, how to live physically inside of... Um, like what I now understand compared to yesterday of stolen rituals, stolen in the name of just some white dudes trying to be feeling safe too. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying I have empathy for abusers. I'm just saying I understand the impulse. Yeah. They're trying to be safe too. They're trying to make their dreams come true as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that it's Mary because you just told a story that is not the popular story of Mary. Like we don't associate Mary with orgasms. We don't associate Mary with, with like sexual abuse or Mm -hmm. pleasure or, you know, like, and hiding. Yeah, not at all. And, and it's like, it goes back, like, just listening to you really, I think, confirms the, like, the need for the story that I mentioned earlier, that, like, people, and myself included, all of us, we operate based on a story of whatever thing is in front of us, and so 
think it's 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 time it's timely that you share the story of Mary because we're uncovering so many false narratives right now. Yeah. And I think like, like the story that's been told of Mary has been a projection of what yeah. men wanted her to be, not the truth of being a woman or being, you know, under the thumb of like mm-hmm. Christianity, Catholicism, whatever. That's incredible. I mean, I'll go there. Like, is Catholicism not the original Facebook? It's lining people up so we can vote for who's the cutest. Yeah. And having, these are our saints and this is our this. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally just got to the place where it's truly, truly difficult for me to go into churches now physically because they've always been really lovely harbors for me. Yeah. Even though I knew always how harmful and problematic right were. there yeah. was some comfort there right that's even being taken from me now yeah. it's like all i have is the bones now um and we'll see that might change tomorrow which sounds flimsy as fuck but is all of this flimsy as fuck as it is yeah i don't know i am vowed because i promised my parents that i would bury them in a catholic ceremony in a catholic church in a catholic you know, graveyard, which, which I have locally here in Orange County. And I will totally make good on that promise with joy. They're my parents. That's what the one, that's the one thing they want. And I'm the one person in their family that is promised has promised that to them. That's about all I can promise though. Yeah. I couldn't even get my kids baptized. I couldn't even do it. And believe me, that was epic for me. That was a big moment for me. So now I have this different thing from my kids, this really different thing where I haven't given them the same trauma just so we can trauma bond. And believe me, I recognize that would have been a Mm. very easy path. There's a Catholic school around the corner where it's just business as usual. Everybody just getting dropped off. The school's back in session and they're just having a freaking catholic party over there as if there wasn't a pandemic and there wasn't a need for social distancing and i i couldn't do it i tried i went to the little meeting for like how to baptize your baby and you know what they said they said we baptize our babies in white because black is evil and i literally excused myself i physically stood up all dressed in black of course and exited the room and I was done with that part of that spell but it still takes a lot of unbinding so I love witchcraft for that too we can cut cords and unbind and do things that are simple because so much of what we do is simple eating food and hugging each other and sleeping I mean this body is in a really simple manifestation of life wow there's just so much tending to it we have to do. Got to wash yeah. it, got to rest it. Yeah. When was, when you were pulled over on the side of the road, was that like also the end of you working like in a coven or did you continue to work with those people? It's really funny that you said that because some of them are still alive and one of them is like 
deeply, deeply witch successful. I feel like I could call all of them right now, but we're not together in that way. I've literally never fully joined a coven. We talked about it like we're so cute. We're a coven. I love talking about covens. Everything's a coven for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I've never really dedicated myself to like a coven. Um, There was always fucking problems. There was always just family problems. I already got enough. Do you know? Yeah. And so like our grand shared web of life is ultimate coven vibes. Yeah. And that's like, I serve that. I I serve the web. Yeah. I don't know how covens work actually. So I don't know if there, if there is like a, a gang mentality of like, you have to like (laughs) know the individual in order for the group. Right. So what, what I've done is I've had a different coven enactment every year until a couple of years ago. The last one that I did, I did consciously with my daughter because we were both going through really like delicious private, you know, not, not, I'm not right. going to get into it, here, right, but big right. body changes in both of us. And we yeah. decided to enjoy that with a group of people consciously that we yeah like hand invited in for a year and a day and um, we called that Mary Henge like Stonehenge but Mary Henge Mm. and we had a lot of fun you know that was a few years ago and it was just delicious and since then I haven't done anything really formal because then I started my moon coven which was more about business witchcraft and very very intensely beautiful and utterly painful coven situation because it's very hard to cast spells like four people on the internet and so not doing that anymore um and now i'm doing my worldwide coven on my youtube channel which is a gathering space and it is people from both hemispheres and it's totally come as you are and very soft and um and almost maddening in the way that it's simple. It's kind of like, like on my Instagram where I say good morning with a song every morning, like what the fuck, who the fuck am I? What the fuck am I? You know what I mean? But it's, it's what I can do. Yeah. And it's just this thing I'm called to do of just saying, I'm here. If you need to have a 30 second moment of connection, it exists. And that's kind of a lot. I love that. That's so that's such a service to people. I love that. I give the medicine that I want to receive for sure. Do you feel like all of us do that? Oof, I've never thought of that. Really? I don't know what I'm doing. I think that's a saying. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) I tried to be so cool when I met you and like, don't, (laughs) fucking tell her that you're going to be following her around for years <laughs> so it was like crick in my neck from looking over my shoulder going, i'm still here that's so funny you know the first thing you said to me was like something like i want to worship at your feet and it was in front of all these people no, the, was, what is wrong with me i was like <laughs> I don't know how to receive love yet. But you know what you did? You did a double take. You did a double take. Because that was at tarot. That was at the tarot um, fest. 
you did your double take. You're like, thought I was talking to somebody beyond you. And I was like, no, you, no, you. And now I have to live inside what I just did too. So I'm uncomfortable too. Oh my God. That was such a cool day though. That was really cool. Aww. Um, Jason, do you have any, what are you thinking about right now? I know you're processing everything. I am. Um, I was still thinking about Mary. Um, and I keep having this question of like, how, how does the piece of joyfulness, like how important is that to your, your magical practice? And like, thinking of Mary, like, we don't really know a joyful Mary. It's like, she's a young girl, she's pregnant, she lives in a barn. Then her <laughs> child is murdered by the state. So it's interesting yeah. to, that you have this ecstatic Mary with you. Yeah. Um, that so includes at, her, her orgasmic there? body. There's Mary and uh-huh. then there's teen sex Mary. Who do you want to fucking hang out with? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's that simple for me, like the whole fable of like, just like being alone and being consumed with spirit. I'm so open to like, there was all this beautiful artwork in my childhood about like, you know, luminous rays that were shining on her body and they were always around that torso midway area. I'm like, wow, that looks fun. Like that's a solo job. What a way to get pregnant. I'm open to that. I could care less if she had a physical animal consort. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if it was like a spirit consort, but bottom line, it looked really personal and super fun and very explosive, very laser-like. Yeah. So yeah, teen sex, Mary, why are we dancing around this? Why is it so taboo to talk about it? Like, I can't believe that it isn't like an entire church. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just how deeply like, wonderfully close she and her child were forever it was always played forward in that way and it was just so like delicious that they were in it together I don't know it had all the excitement of like single momness and teen sexness Mm. which how is that taboo why do we why do we put forward this idea of like a little family that is anesthetized from the outside world behind their little picket fence. Yeah. I feel like we just had this conversation, Jason, about <laughs> orgasmic creativity, which yes, <laughs> saying those words to me, like I don't resonate with the women that do that work on Instagram. Like, you know, all the women that are like, ooey, gooey, creative, passion. Juicy. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't resonate with the juicy women at all. But <laughs> like the word juicy, I'm just uncomfy. <laughs> I, I, but I have come to understand the like, the electricity of possibility that happens when you're in like an ecstatic state Mm -hmm. and the only thing that we really have words to give it is like orgasmic 
but it mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be related to sex. It, it's like that. I think what Jason and I were talking about was like the feeling of like, just like meeting someone and dancing with them and like you're yes. learning their language <laughs> and like, it's a total conversation without words and anything in that moment mm. could happen. Mm. And ha- I think we were talking about it in the context of missing those kinds of interactions in quarantine. Yeah. Dancing. And like those, those interactions bring us into alignment with the constant state of bliss and ecstasy that the yeah. whole universe is, that stays in. It's a perpetual state that we're constantly flung out of and then like rejoined yeah. through our interactions yeah. as the universe interacting with itself on that yes. dance floor or in that car ride mm-hmm. or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about like, I love that Jason. They don't show Mary like that at all, but she, they show that like the one that we talked about was St. Teresa of Avila. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. St. Teresa and ecstasy and like you can see her mm-hmm. face like oh and like yes uh, but like that idea is just like the experience of like feeling divinity feeling the divine and then the divine actually being pure potential for anything magical to happen wow. is yeah i don't know potentiality is just you know are we back to the yawning hole potentiality (laughs) is just let's just like line it in the softest velvet so we all want to enter that space you know of potentiality rather than it being a terrifying yeah yeah you know, house of horrors. Yes. And I think that's like what I have come to understand witchcraft to be is like, what do you want to create? What do you want to make? What do you want? What, what do you want to generate? It's like a generative, it, it comes from a place of generativity, at least the people that I know that practice witchcraft. I know there are other people out there that are trying to like, control everything but like yeah or the cosplay of it there's a lot of cosplay in my culture but even the cosplay is like people trying to get a hold of that story into their lives you know that yeah yeah, it's and i i wish i think like if we can stay in a place of generativity which is a Mm -hmm. place of confidence that like i don't need to control everything i can Mm -hmm allow creation to make things that I can't even dream and I'm just going to be an instrument of an inspiration here of intention I think that is that has been one of the things I've learned about witchcraft that I did not believe before or know or had access yeah yeah also this feeling of like you don't need to wear the costume because you can't you couldn't escape witchcraft if you tried And that's one thing I pieced together by watching. I think I saw you do like make a ritual tea on YouTube, Angela Mary. And I was like, oh, of course, like you are never not doing magic. You're never (laughs) not like putting your energy towards creating something. And then you bring in the idea that, well, let's, since we're doing that, let's also make it fun and, and joyful and like, put more of our presence into it 
Yeah. Well, it, everything is kind of absorbed anything and everything that we do, right? It's like everything is like um, got porosity and it, and it, and it becomes yeah. like this web of life that we're taking golden strands and we're weaving them into this web. And it's imbued with that energy. It's yeah. imbued with that reality. It's imbued with what we title it. But I'm just like on a whole nother thing now, Jason, because you're talking about the dance floor. And I, now I'm like, the dance floor <laughs> is the altar. Like we don't need anything exactly. anymore. We just yeah. need to be exactly in this body, clothed or not, and, and undulating and moving with sensation. So I used to hang with these witches that did a dance that was spontaneous movement. And it was recognizing sensation moving through your body. So you could just take this long sort of observation of how your arm wanted to move up into the elbow and just sort of observe this movement that was really fun for a long time. So I've kind of gotten around exploring witchcraft. That ended up being a whole bucket of fuckery with <laughs> hierarchical shit. Yeah. And the Grand Supreme that needed all the things, all the light shining towards them and all the yeah. stuff. It's just been a long, really just painful journey that's a reflection of life anyways, which is all of us marching our way back to the embrace of soil of the dirt yeah. of earth taking us back in to transmute alter dance floor i don't need anything anymore yeah i don't need anything anymore yeah that's incredible because i think <clears throat> magic and witchcraft is an industry now you know it's like it's such a business and oh, i always yes. i always measure like i always measure how much i want to participate in a spiritual practice by <laughs> this sounds silly but like how much could a person like in solitary confinement be able to practice it and so like Oh, I love that. If they can't do it, then it's not worth shit. Like anything that needs yeah. a million crystals and goblets and potions <laughs> and, and goblets. You know, like things that you buy. Yes. Decks and all the things like Yes, I know. And it's so true, you don't need anything. We don't need anything. And I love all like the stuff too, especially yeah. because like that energy that's absorbed in the utilization of it and, and how it was born, who brought it to life, why they brought it to life is just always such its own yeah. survival story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm above <laughs> buying I just bought some crystals on my trip. I just bought, you know, like I, I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm outside of that, but when it comes down to the real movements of yeah. my life, those are not the things. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, like those are things we both offer Yeah. and I'm ready to just like s say hello and goodbye as needed in this life. Yeah. yeah. 
But those crystals and potions and herbs, whatever, they remind us of what is available inside of us. Yeah. And that's yes. like the whole premise of the show. We are the thing. We are the power crystals. Yeah. And oh, so like what we were, when you're talking about, you're Leah, about being the bone and the earth and the blood, like you're all the things all the time at once and also absolutely none of these things and yeah. you don't exist at the same time. So that's how our our ritual and our magic can be so simple and so embodied and so mundane and so regular because yes. the regular is like also phenomenal. Yeah. It's also yeah. exceptional. Totally. Mm. Yeah, yeah, excruciatingly simple is almost always where I receive the most. Once everything's stripped away and almost just decayed or destroyed or just, you know what I mean? So it does the spray give me a little lubrication to get there? Totally. Maybe, because I'm just a fucking person. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And totally, the power is not in it, it's in our relationship to it. It's not in it's, product. It's in or it's, is it now just in relationship to ourself? That's where the yeah. power is. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. When um, I was a kid, we had a fake restaurant on the side of our house and we sold like what the first, the because there was only certain times that the, the, the restaurant was open. And so we sold like what the first time the restaurant opened, it was like raisins and water that we put salt in. And then our back garden, we had some spring onions, you know, green onions, and we ripped uh -huh. those up and we put those over the, so we had soup and raisins and we sold <laughs> out. And uh, because we sold an experience, we gave them community and togetherness and there was entertainment. And so this is my big brother and I, and um, he's a filmmaker now and he was a Broadway dancer, singer, wow. um, performer. And so we did a can-can together. Um, in my family, we had the um, like buddy system because there was not enough parents. So he was my buddy in the buddy system. So everything was a show and everything was a performance. So our restaurant sold out on day one. And so sitting there with those nickels, because it was a nickel to eat at our restaurant, and we did this can-can dance <laughs> together, which was adorable, because we were both in drag in my mom's um, maternity clothes, because that's what our play clothes were, was because she was always knocked up, because there's so many of us, right? Yeah. And so just being in drag and doing a can-can dance and selling our raisins and our water, I don't know, there was this joy in it all. And then afterwards it kind of came crashing down because my brother who was older and smarter than me said, we have to go to the store and buy more supplies. I said, let's shut this fucking restaurant down. <laughs> I, just, I just had no interest in it after that. We have to resupply and do it again. It was magic, it was just right now. So yeah. there's these components that come in that have to do with people and joys yeah. and needs. That isn't about the joy. That's about the need. That's the yawning hole. That's the part that's just like not well without the connection. Yeah. I don't even know. That was too many things all at once, but I, 
I just feel like that's life. Life goes back to that side of the house restaurant of just like needing connection. We needed to do it. People needed to feel it. And I was like, what? Resupply, turn it into a thing. Have a sign. I didn't want to have a sign and hours and a commitment that I would say that thing would happen again. It, It already happened. There's not that again. So yeah. I don't know, trying to control life is just like, why? Yeah. It, what you're saying is, like, money is not the thing. It, I mean, it, it's helpful mm-hmm. in our society, but what you're is saying it? made me, yeah, I think it is if you can't eat and you need money to eat. Like, I think. Yeah, it, oh, right. Our society, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our society, yeah. Okay. Um, I like when you're talking, I was just thinking about like Louisville offering Breonna Taylor's family $12 million to settle for her murder and how like that's, I don't, I don't think that's the best option that they can come up with, but like money is not justice. It only gets you so far. And and like, yeah, what you're talking about, like providing the experience for people in that restaurant, like justice is providing an experience of care and of like equity and money is not going to fill the hole. Like it, it, it really like money doesn't rectify. It's like they're incommensurable. Like they're two different standards and yeah. I, I feel like again it goes back to the simplicity and the story of like how do we show care for each other how do we be in that generative place how do we be in, ext- in an ecstatic place when it comes to things like justice or oppression yeah. or trauma you know like how do we invoke that then which is yeah even just saying the saying these things right now sound feels like dangerous to me because we're programmed away from it that like people are going to hear this and be upset that I even mentioned joy and Breonna Taylor and justice in the same sentence. But yeah, it's critical. It's critical. Yeah. It's crucial to physically fight for all to have space. Yeah. And I'm even the word fight now can get you fully deleted because I would love if there was no violence. Yeah. And yet there's so much violence (laughs) because we're not fighting for that justice. Yeah. And that big, you know, obvious need to, as quick as possible, stop pretending that our culture is sustainable. Totally. That is, we have to wake up like immediately. Everybody needs to instantly wake totally. up and go, oh, we can't sustain this. That's why it's, it's bleeding. That's why it's dying. That's yeah. why there's so much pain. That's why people are yeah. murdered because it's not sustainable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's either we destroy it or it will destroy itself, but you're absolutely right. Totally. It's this feels last. like destruction though. This feels, this feels like we're dying Yeah, to me very much yeah. so. Like I can't, I just, I constantly wonder how much more I can take. 
I think that too. And then I, and then I check myself on what my story about death is. Yeah. Because like, I can't even, we can't even die. So we could die, but we won't be dead. You know, like, like Mm -mm. some, yeah, I think about that a lot. We're taking it with us. That's what I believe about death. We're taking the story with us. Yeah. And that story reverberates. It has energy. It's speaking constantly and it's informing constantly like a pile of information it's 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 telling who we are what we are yeah not like in a remembered way in an active living way yeah our bones become new bones that become new bones that become Mm -hmm. new so we're not dying so we better fucking get busy doing this this with is full-blown intention. Exactly. This is all of my field work you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's I was so, so happy you got to go be in the rocks. It, yeah, it was amazing. Was it? I want to take people there and guide oh. them through, like, yes, the, please. like, a process or something so that see what yeah. they can experience there. But... Mm. Um, I wanted to ask because we are coming up on a, a, I think almost an hour and a half. And I wanted to ask, we always talk at the end of our episodes about practical tools that people can do. And so like, if you, if you're listening, if someone's listening and they're like, don't understand, like one of the things that you really teach us is everything is a spell. Mm-hmm. What? How can you explain that to people? How can people enter this conversation if they don't come from a background of witchcraft or magic yeah. making or generativity, or maybe they don't think they have it in them? What would you say yeah. to those people? I mean, you know, you could go super simple and think of spells as framework, like a skeleton, bones, things fit together. And inside of that, you'll say, okay, casting a spell. I'm going to call in the four cardinal directions. Okay, that's a compass rose. And then inside of that, that gets a little bit more detail because that's four directions. And then that moves and doubles into eight because then you're looking at cross quarter directions. You're looking at the eight turns of the wheel of the year and it goes out and out at your, I guess I'll say discretion, your beckoning, your summoning until it's a celestial map. Does that make you feel lost and alone? Or does that make you feel like spells and magic and witchcraft is this vast field where you can just sort of be a speck and enjoy it. It's always about reflecting back to what your experience is and never forcing yourself to be a place that your body is signaling is giving you discomfort. So it's about listening more than anything. And it's about the framework that fits together. If things start feeling random, like they don't have a place and fitting in and you're practice, whether it's witchcraft or any kind of existence, then it's a thing that you haven't found a place for in your life yet. Quit trying to jam it into a socket. Mm 
Right. It's a framework. Um, so, you know, it's about constantly sort of listening to yourself, which to me kind of reminds me of sleeping. I call it night mind. You know, the part of you that's resting, absorbing, being open to potential, being open to um, new ideas. And then there's your daytime mind, which is kind of about tending and being out compared yeah. to in. So, yeah. that, so that's just a little bit of a framework too, day compared to night and sort of letting yourself find order the way that makes you authentically feel like yeah. you can exist in your experience. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not saying it's right to have a daytime experience. I love daytime right. witchcraft. Yeah. Everybody's different. Are there, are there ways to craft a spell that you think people like like when you're setting an intention how do you do that how do you set an intention for yourself when you're doing your work like what does that look like because i feel like one of the things that i talk to people a lot about and i think that i've just heard from reviews of our podcast is that people feeling like they're waking up from like uh like they're waking up from trauma yeah and that maybe they were asking for things that the trauma mind was asking for to create uh -huh. but not what they is really in alignment with them like their soul or their heart or and yeah. so when you're setting an intention so going back to like the people that like yeah. maybe use witchcraft to try to control situations versus mm -hmm. using it to generate and spark creativity. Yeah. How, how do you approach it with your intention? How do you know, how do you just work with intention? I guess. You know, when you talk about like magic and generating the word conjure is in there and that can, I like conjure because it's so dual. Like it can look like someone's creating something out of thin air and manipulating, or it can look very nourishing. Like there's all this feast that's available. It's about us choosing. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, it's listening to who you are in that moment. Yeah. This idea of judging yourself is like, Oh, I'm really, really new. And so I don't know how to do that. I hear that. A lot. Yeah. The other thing that I hear a lot, I'm very seasoned and I need some advanced experience that I can't get outside of myself to nourish me. How about none of that? How about just who you are right then and there? It's setting the intention for who you are. Now, I think that those frameworks exist that can help us be organized so we can just not feel like we're just sort of like speaking to the void yeah. that we can in a bad way because speaking to the void beautiful listening to the void beautiful but if that makes you feel lost and alone or it makes you feel frustrated like you're just sort of screaming into a pillow in a bad way um, you know, hook into the moon cycle, which I love bringing up to you, Leah. Yeah. <laughs> Just there's that magnetism. There's that magnetic field that's created, you know, gravitational pull that's created. So the moon cycle can help you kind of like embody 
some ideas that are thorough. So in 28 days, you'll have eight different moon phases that help you track into what am I initiating? Where can I recalibrate? Each one of the moon cycles can have a different like way that you can almost look at it like a prompt to check right. yourself. Cause we're all just so busy wow. trying to exist. So I love the moon cycle. I love more than anything nature. I love more than anything like the, um, you know, seasons, even though we hardly have any of them, California, I can feel them happening in my body big time. Yeah. There's a time, literally half of the time is the right time to lay low yeah. and just nourish and share what you have with others. Yeah. Can you speak towards, um, I feel like when people are practicing magic or rituals, there's always this sense that there has to be a tangible outcome or like it has to produce something. But I don't get the sense that that is the orientation of how you engage witchcraft or magic. I've been burned at that stake a million times. It hurts, you know? Um, summoning for an outcome is just like can so often be a setup and then also you can't have it if you can't recognize it and ask for it too so oh it's yes. maddeningly yes. both yeah and maybe being burned at the stake is part of all this existence that we are honed by fire and that's how we create that sharper piercing edge that we can cut through the bullshit and go ah i have what i need it's both so honestly going through just the cycles of the moon those eight phases of the moon they're they're really thorough for me because they give us each sort of I don't know what, to, I, I, I almost want to call it like a little um, prompt. I said that already and I meant it. Like the yeah. new moon is for initiation. Then we move into the waxing crescent moon and that's for protection and nurturing. Do you want me to go on? Yeah. The first quarter moon is for divination. I think about crystal use in that time. Then the waxing gibbous moon is when we're dealing with enormity, when sensations in our body, the water, the sap rises in our body, the water rises in our body, the tide becomes high. How do we calibrate to handle the big wave, which is a, the next phase, which is the full moon? And that's when we are, in, in my family, required to celebrate what our reality is. Because that will be robbed from us any day of the week that we allow yeah. it to be. Yeah. Finding what is celebratory in my existence, no matter how shitty or good anybody calls it, I have to do that once a month. And after that is the sort of waning gibbous moon also dealing with sort of deflated expectations in a way like yeah you know that that after party yeah that hopefully you can hold on to as an afterglow as you're sweeping up the altar <laughs> of the dance floor at yeah. the club <laughs> that's exactly hopefully. how i think of the the waxing moon is like the exhale after everyone's gone home and like yes. yeah 
So then the waning gibbous moon is for releasing expectations. Then the last quarter moon is for banishing because you got to take out the trash. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't have to look like um, hexing and banishing like specificity is not needed in that way. It's always about looking to yourself and what you need to clean up in your own life. And then the waning crescent moon is that balsamic dark moon phase, the void moon phase where we do our manifesting spells, right? Where we just say, this is truly what I need now that I've celebrated what is taken out the trash. Now, what do I really need? I don't do it all the time. And watch me just never do it again right after this. I'm staying really <laughs> as open as I can to having no rules. I love My that. words for 2020 are wild and free and hyper real. And I just, I just, I can't be any more slapped in the face. I'm going to try to have more simple words for 2021. It doesn't even exist. So don't worry about that. Thank you. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I love that. I, I feel like we don't even need to give our practical tools because that was so, that was, that was such a good example of not needing anything. Like the moon is going to do its job and go mm-hmm. circle around and just having the awareness. We don't need any tools. We just need the intention and the work in relationship with the moon. And I think that's. You don't even need to look at the moon. In fact, like moon scrying, like try to have a scrim or a veil. And you're talking about solitary confinement. Like you don't need to even look at the moon. Having any kind of awareness of that cycle helps you cycle through all those modalities in yourself. I mean, that feels like a practical tool. I totally agree. I love that. Shameless plug. That's one of my cards in my tarot deck yes. that I just invented. Yeah. It's an 80 card deck and the, you know, tarot is a 78 card system. The 79th card is those moon phases. Mm-hmm. And on each one of the 78 cards is a different moon phase. So literally the eight phases of the moon cycle through my deck eight times. You can use the damn thing as a flip book to calm TF down. Nah. This is about having almost like that worry stone, that thing to hold on to in your pocket. Nah. Like this is the least you're supposed to jam these cards into your back pocket or the bottom of your purse. They're not fancy. This is about thriving in the life that you're living now. What is the update on the deck? Do The update is good. I'm in the last seven days of my Kickstarter, which is just like, oh, wow. I know I'm supposed to be like rah-rah right now, but it's been so intense. It's so yeah. challenging to crowdfund. I mean, I love fundraising for other people. It's been so hard to shine a light on myself. Yeah. I'm very uncomfy right now. And so, but it's working and I'm doing it for this coven that's created of all the people that are backing it. Now it has a whole other energy. Um, When we're fully funded, because I think we will be, we just cracked into that last one third of the funding needed. I'll be able to take the funds and donate 555 bucks to the trans people or sacred national billboard campaign, oh. which all of our beloved Edgar Fabian Frias is involved with. And it's created by Jonah Welch. Yeah. Um, I just, I dream of the dance floor, that altar Jason beneath one of those fabulous billboards. Can we have a dance party? 
when all of this happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's the update. I'm just, I, it's intense. I wish I didn't have to crowdfund, but circumstances have made it. So I For absolutely sure. have to, it's yeah. intense to so exist in this world now. When is the deadline for the crowdfunding? September 24th is the last day of the Kickstarter. Okay. And so I don't, I don't even know when you're going to put this out, but the, I know. the Kickstarter can keep, make it so you have an open door for pre-orders if you fund. So if it funds, then I can keep that platform in place for people to order through it. Okay. And I'm just learning. It's been really challenging to learn a brand new platform. Let's get it out by the 20, before the 24th so people can still donate to it. Still yeah, that's definitely cute. possible. Yeah, we'll do that. Very cute. And then Thank can you. you mention also you're doing a workshop with the Witches Confluence? I am, yeah. So the workshop is called Everything is a Spell, and you will leave the hour and a half workshop um, with four bespoke spells for your next witch's calendar, which we witches sometimes call it a year and a day. Um, you don't have to do any homework. You can show up just to listen, observe, and dance. There'll be movement. We will have some body percussion. We will have break time and feast time because we're all Zoom exhausted. Yeah. And I'm so, so excited. In fact, my... Everything is a spell workshop is at 10 a.m. Pacific on Halloween. Yeah. And mm. right out. And <laughs> I'm warming up for Edgar. Edgar's spell, it's a, a black obsidian spell, is right after mine. So come hang out on Halloween with some fabulous witches. That's We're going to so make it really fun. I love it's an that. echo of the spell that I wrote for the Many Moons Lunar Planner 2020. Right. And I just tell at the very beginning of that the story of Mary and Lilith, but I didn't tell it at all the way that I did to my wet ass power crystals here. <laughs> 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 you know, I considered the audience that I thought could best appreciate yeah the truly <laughs> orgasmic experience yeah and so there's echoes of that we'll make that witch's brew at the witch's confluence workshop too it's going to be a lot of fun i love that i can't wait for the next time you're on we can really dig into talking about lilith because oh, she's yes, a, whole other, a whole other we're always trying to get in trouble because she's like like the whole thing of like I was taught to pray for pagan babies as a child yeah, yeah. and being a witch with pagan babies. I mean, we don't consider ourselves Wiccan or pagan, but right. just what we were praying to was anyone that wasn't us yeah. to be saved, to just go to the shitty purgatory. Yeah. That's what I was trained to pray for people to go to a blank room where they could be judged. Yeah in their complete glorious innocence. And so I don't know. Uh, I just, I'm just, it's about having fun. Even though Lilith I know is considered a Jewish special goddess entity deity. Uh She still, she still found me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I can do about that except for to say, thank you, Lilith. Wow. I'm here. Take me body and soul. 
I relax. Yeah, Jason? Yes, Jason. <laughs> I don't know. That's so beautiful. I feel like I'm going to cry. Lilith. Um, I know. But I was, I've been having this thought before I fall asleep of all the ways that I have been, I don't know, you could say like protected or blessed or whatever. And I started wondering like, are those just the prayers of my current self for my past self that I was like getting? So you're praying for the pagan babies and it's like a prayer for like your womb and like the future you that is also the past you. Wow. What a blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, when is the culture coming where you are funded for existing, Jason? Just because just <laughs> that right there is like eight years of therapy on a silver platter. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness, those those tears are con- infectious and totally precious medicine. I'm feeling that so much. Yeah, I was praying for my own pagan babies. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna say, Jason? I don't know. There's as like, is that who is here? This Lilith Mary gang with us. Mm. Oh. Um, because I have, you know, had my own little Mary experiences and also from the Catholic Church. Um, but Please I'm share. like, I don't know. My body is like on fire with whatever <sighs> is here. Yeah. That sacred heart, that bleeding heart that's been offered to us in our childhood religious experience is so severely um, potent. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful it exists. And the fact that it, this, the, the experience came pounding into the bottom chamber of my blood magic heart feels very much like that bloody sacred heart handed out yeah and what does it mean for mary to be present with us or lilith right now when she was someone she was a mother who was impacted by a vicious brutal state her family was brutalized she suffered that and we're have such an awareness of of people who are also on the receiving end of that same type of violence yeah. Um, but then to, in this conversation, to know that pr- figure, person with us, but also to, to see them as someone who is in opposition to the state, but also as yes. this pleasurable, miraculous, orgasmic being yeah. at the same time. So yeah. I'm gonna, yes. that's what I'm leaving this conversation with, the meditation of... Mm. Why? Why Mary? Why fire? Why breath? Why now? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why Mary? Why fire? 
why breath? Why now? If ever there was an incantation, honey. Yeah. You know, not to take it down to like a teen buddy pick, but like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I love that place of like that delicious begging of why, 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 why not? Now we're like fucking Thelma and Louise and we're just doing it Mm. in a convertible. We're just tearing across (laughs) the desert and it's fun. Yes. (laughs) I love that. What an honor to have Mary so physically embodied in this moment. I just feel humbled and there isn't words. There, there are not words. And I'm doing this a hundred percent for the power crystals that are present with us right now. I'm, I'm searching for those words because you're present and you're open and you, your ears and your yawning hole is begging for that you know, velvety place rather than the fear-filled place. I, I love the space that you, that you create, Leah and Jason. Just so, it's just way more questions than answers, just the way life is. It's a reflection. It's yeah. a pure reflection. Maybe we don't need the words because we're having, feeling it in our bodies. That's enough. The dance floor. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the dance floor is the altar. How has that not been a t-shirt yet, Jason? Are you ready? I think I think that's the it? whole premise of house music. Oh yes. Me. Oh my god. Yeah, I need to read that Sylvester, that book on Sylvester. Yeah. It's like a sociology I text. I want to. Yeah. What? I have Sylvester they- Sylvester, the band? The artist, the singer. The singer. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's this. Um, they describe oh, Sylvester. this Sylvester at this party where they're playing house, and they just des- the way they describe the music building and like Sylvester's presence. It. I just reading the page. I felt like the roof was gonna split open and it was gonna Ugh. start raining this hot rain and jaguars it, were gonna come was out. Was it and- like the roof was <laughs> on fire? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that had to be said. Jaguars, yes. I don't know. It's Hat like, rain and jaguars and like, Sylvester. Is that what house music is then? House music is the spiritual experience of like, uh, you know, like there, there's all the songs about like, you know, in the beginning there was house. Like they really like yes. late like church and like and and spiritual like the embodied spiritual experience with like the experience of you know house music and yeah it's it's that i don't think you heard this leah that jason and i were talking last time and we were having trouble with the transmission Uh and i was saying how much i absolutely adore your theme song and i heard that jordan created that (laughs) and i love it so much jordan's a house head man he's and it was just i clearly and the music just built and built and built and then i was just like uh, uh, doing all of it It like i can't there's no talking there's just moving anyway this old ass body will move yeah it's a good it's a good one it's definitely a good one i'm gonna bring back the the full version as the intro for this episode oh we should yeah 
Yes, please. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. I think that we're going to have to do some edits because we're almost at the two hour mark. And I think so we should sorry. wrap this up. No, don't be sorry. This is a gift. <laughs> exactly. A gift. Everything is a spell. So this is a spell. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the incantation was just like, gonna make me cry, Jason. Aww. Aww. We'll have to put that in the show notes. Why um, Mary, why Lilith, why fire? Why now? Why now? Yeah. Angela, is there, is there any way that you prefer people look you up? Do you want them to contact you <laughs> or just don't? Kind of not. Like, <laughs> you know, what really helps me is when people subscribe to my YouTube channel okay. and when people follow me on Instagram, because okay. it's always just a daily, like, knuckles, fist to cuffs, brass knuckles battle in all of those frat houses. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just trying to exist or I'll, and I'll be honest with you, like it's a gift in a way that, that there's so much struggle and strife and financial challenges in life because I would not have brought Moon Baby Magic Tarot out right yeah. now yeah. if it wouldn't have been for a deep financial need in my family, like okay. deep. Yeah. And I had a whole nother thing in mind and I was being polite and I was raising funds for other people and doing all the tarot thons and doing everything I can. And then it's just like, I had to yeah. put forth this thing that I've been doing from my soul for two yeah. years. And so I'm trying to stay really present with all, all of that. So the most important way to support me right now would be to order a deck. Okay. And, and to subscribe. There's free things of following and subscribing. It costs you nothing. And it means everything to my family and I. Okay. Connect your... with me live at uh, my weekly live stream for the time being until that is no longer because honestly I don't think that's sustainable right, to be yeah. on live once a week for an hour um, I yeah. love it I love it um, I just spent a ton of money help get, having someone help me make a newsletter that like mm -hmm. should be the place that I tell everybody to go but that costs money to keep going to yeah. literally YouTube is free to me and free to the listeners and yeah. it's the place that I need to grow and that's it, you, people would look for Angela Mary Magic on YouTube yeah, Angela okay. Mary Magic so if we're you gonna, go to Instagram yeah. is sitting there we're, we'll link to that and to um, your Instagram in the show notes so that people Thank can you, connect with you and definitely check out Angela at the Witch's Confluence and buy the deck, order the deck. We're, we'll get this out before That's the Kickstarter sweet. happens. Oh my goodness. Thank you. And I also like, we'll see because fires and yeah. black liberation are so much more important than my financial needs and that's the truth and that's it you know yeah yeah mm -hmm. but also buy the deck <laughs> and i won't say no when you, when you buy the deck i'm shipping it oh. to you usps it's, it's not one or the other it's both it's not you're up and they're down they're up and you're down it's both at the same time we can support yeah, i hope so all at the same time all right so i'd like to wrap it up um and say thank you to you so much for being so generous, yes. so open mm -hmm. and having such a lovely conversation with us and a deep and, and gritty conversation with us. And I think, I think people will really 
connect with you and you're one of those people that like the more the more that you know Angela the more you love Angela so oh my goodness thank you so much I adore both of you it's such a pleasure to be here I really want to have you on my YouTube channel I haven't figured out how to do that yet there's so much I just need to learn and know but my main focus for next year is the channel and I'm begging for your presence i love yeah. you both so yeah. much uh, let me let you go i love you but i love, I love you. you too and thank you so much